The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance on News Talk. Do I look okay? Yeah. Hmm? Something's missing. Well, nothing else is going to fit into this dress, I'll yeah. tell you that. Maybe something in this box. I don't want you to get too excited. It's only on loan. They really let you borrow this from the jewelry store? I'm a very good customer. If you were going to buy this, how much would it cost? A quarter of a million. <laughs> a quarter of a million dollars. So where are we going? It's a surprise. If I forget to tell you later, I had a really good time tonight. Thank you. The focus of this week's Inside Hollywood is one Julia Roberts. And there we heard a clip from the movie that made her Pretty Woman. And Lisa Cannon, TV host and executive producer of Spotlight, joins me. Good morning, Lisa. Good morning, Pat. I, I know we've talked about wanting Julia on the show for a long time. So here we are. And, and everybody loves Julia Roberts, don't they? Absolutely. <laughs> uh, I had the privilege of meeting her once. We'll talk about that in a, a, a little while. But talk to me about before Pretty Woman. Uh, what sort of career had she got? It's almost as if she never had a career really before Pretty Woman because that of course brought her into global stardom but she is of course um, an American actress as everyone knows. She's also a producer now and a model and spokesperson for Lancome but was born in October 28th around Halloween in Georgia and her career has spanned 1967, three decades. So. 1967. So yeah, she's uh, she's a wonderful actress but uh, you know, began her career as a model before transitioning into acting and it was in 1990, no sorry, excuse me, 1988 she was in the movie Satisfaction but then after that moved on to Mystic Pizza I don't know if anyone remembers that a very small indie role um, she plays a waitress and in that then of course Gary Marshall the director of Pretty Woman spotted her as did Gary Goldstein who was the writer of Pretty Woman and said she is our Vivian for the movie Now did other people have eyes on that role did they look at other people did other people seek it Yes and, and because she was unknown and Mystic Pizza kind of you know she was the young ingenue she was very beautiful in the film and I suppose she she had captured the writer's eye but more importantly she wasn't the bigger name so we had Demi Moore in there reading for the role Diane Lane Patricia Arquette Laura Dern Marissa Tomei even Michelle Pfeiffer and you know I think had it, it wouldn't have been the same movie had Julia not taken that lead role mm. Now what about the male lead who turned out to be Richard Gere who was after that particular role? Well just to kind of give you a little focus on the movie itself because it was very hard to make this fairy tale it was originally called 3000 which sounded like a sci-fi movie and mm. nobody wanted it and even Richard Gere read the script and said this is very dark I, I really don't know that I want this role so he passed twice on the role so there was other actors that had stepped in to read with her John Travolta Liam Neeson Sting weirdly Sting. yes Al Pacino read with her and he did a reading and they all said well do you want the role Al and he said, nah, it's not for me. So it was pitched now, to Disney. For people who've it. never seen the movie, um, it is a fairy tale uh, movie. Um, could it happen in real life? I don't think so. It, it, it kind of catapulted this false false pretense that, you know, a prostitute could meet someone on Hollywood Boulevard and become a millionaire through her endeavours. 
it was a long shot for Disney to even take this. This is originally um, owned by Vestron Pictures and then moved on to Touchstone Pictures, which is a, a branch of Disney. So Disney passed many times, but then liked the idea of dialing it down and making a less darker comedy and bringing it more to the fore, which is what we see now. It's more frisson. It's more okay, fun. So um, Julia Roberts is cast. Um, so she's got to read with these various leading men. Richard Gere did not want the role. What happened? Money talks, Pat. He was Was it money? There was two things, a post-it note and money. So first of all, he liked the look of Julia Roberts. He thought she was a wonderful actress and the young actress that was bringing to the role of Vivian. He liked the read. But what happened was when he was on a call with an exec from Disney explaining that, you know, they really wanted him, she put her on her post-it note, please say yes, and turned it towards him. And he said it was the sweetest thing he'd ever seen. So he just said yes on the phone right there. Money negotiations went ahead and uh, boom, Richard Gere took the role. And it made pots of money. It made pots of money. I mean, on its opening weekend, it was over 11 million. And so I believe it's one of the highest grossing rom-coms ever to have graced Grisney's slate. Um, I think four weeks at number one and $400 million in the box office. And it, just that clip actually that we played there when he slapped down the, uh, if you remember the movie well, the beautiful diamonds that are worth a quarter of a million. He actually did that on ad hoc. It was a bit of an improv and she roared laughing. So that's her and it came into the movie. Many other things, the director, Gary Marshall, is a very, very brilliant genius rom-com director he would have done Overboard My Best Friend's Wedding some that Julie actually starred in afterwards left her in the hot tub do you remember when she was singing in the hot tub to Prince they all left her in the hot tub and they went off to have lunch and she was singing away (laughs) so lots of fun things happened on the set of Pretty Woman Now her career then really took off and we'll play another clip of a a terrific movie and uh, this shows the versatility of Julia Roberts because it's a very serious role but played with great panache that of Aaron Brockovich let's hear Let's be honest here. Twenty million dollars is more money than these people have ever dreamed of. Oh, see, now that pisses me off. First of all, since the demur, we have more than 400 plaintiffs in. Let's be honest, we all know there are more out there. They may not be the most sophisticated people, but they do know how to divide, and $20 million isn't shit when you split it between them. Aaron. Second of all, these people don't dream about being rich. They dream about being able to watch their kids swim in a pool without worrying that they'll have to have a hysterectomy at the age of 20, like Rosa Diaz, a client of ours, or have their spine deteriorate like Stan Bloom, another client of ours. So before you come back here with another lame-ass offer, I want you to think real hard about what your spine is worth, Mr. Walker. Or what you might expect someone to pay you for your uterus, Miss Sanchez. Then you take out your calculator and you multiply that number by a hundred. Anything less than that is a waste of our time. By the way, we had that water brought in special for you folks. Came from Well and Hinkley. <clears throat> wow. What, what a, a scene. monologue. What a mm, scene. Yeah, that, that monologue is very special and reason being is that a lot of people use it in acting for, you know, showcasing their talents because there's so much nuances in that. Very subtle, but she's a phenomenal actress. That was 2000. So we're moving on in the years now with uh, Julia. Yeah. In between, we had The Pelican Brief. We had so many movies. I mean, she seems to make a movie a year. One, ones that I think sometimes people don't talk about too much is something like Eat, Pray, Love. I loved that her in that movie. And then, of course, she is known for her rom-coms, The Best Friend's Wedding and 
many others. But her serious roles are underrated, I find. I mean, look, she did make Return to Paradise recently with George Clooney. So, you know, we have to lend it to her. And she she really is a star, I think, Julia Roberts. And, mm. and seeing her star rise has been something special now, in the 90s. Uh, she's married with a family now and she's very private about all of that. But um, her romances were not so private in the past. Well, I think that's maybe half the reason. She does stay out of the limelight, very much so. She She's incredibly private. I mean, people don't even have many photographs of her children. She has three beautiful children who have now reached the year of 18 and, and she's talked about them going to college and how it's going to be an empty nest. So she married a cameraman, Danny Modder, um, in 2002. But before that, she had a very colourful dating life, engaged many, many times. People might remember Kiefer Sutherland as one of the big ones where she indeed became a runaway bride, dare I say. Was it two days before the wedding? She cancelled the whole thing. Cancelled the whole thing because he had been... Offside. He had been offside, yes. They are, their love had blossomed when they laid eyes each o- on each other on the first day of filming in Flatliners. So right after Pretty mm. Woman in 1990, but mm. it all ended and in And over tears. the years, uh, Jason Patrick, Liam Neeson dated her for a while. Daniel Day-Lewis dated her. Uh, and uh, Lyle Lovett. Now, Let's talk about that. I interviewed her on Kenny Live and uh, she was smitten totally by Lyle Lovett I think a week later it was off <laughs> so uh, and and the Mick Divine connection Mick uh, the Mick is Divine. a great pal people who are not in the business might not know Mick he's a great uh, fleet of cars for showbiz uh, purposes he drives all the big bands and all the rest of it uh, and he became and is still a great friend of Julia Roberts. Absolutely. His discretion is key. Um, Mick is, could, be, could be could be driving now while he's listening to News Talk and, you know, he has never ever sold his story about Julia Roberts. He walked her down the aisle to her, her current marriage with Danny Modder and he has been always a rock for her. I mean, when she broke up with then her then fiancé Keith Sutherland uh, just in 1991, she absconded from the Shelburne Hotel in Dublin and she called a taxi at 2am and he was there. He brought her home to his house in Palmerstown with his children and um, they've remained close ever since. Hmm. Now, uh, she is fond of Ireland. That's uh, genuine. Uh, But there's one maybe slightly black spot on her career. Michael Collins. Great movie, by the way. But Kitty Kernan not her crowning moment I would think I think it's just the accent it, sadly it falls into the Tom Cruise far and away category of big and big obs. but look will we leave her off today because we're talking about her I think we have to be kind to her because really and truly she she really fell for the role I mean she fell for Ireland as well and she comes back to Mayo in particularly um, being last seen out in Lewisburg she's gone to Westport House with her children um, but you know the Neil Jordan picture I think really put her on the map when it comes mm. to serious acting that's when she really started moving up the scale scale of her moving away from her rom-com roles. Has a reputation of being somewhat difficult but uh, I found her to be absolutely charming when I met her but I I think it's that she doesn't maybe suffer fools gladly. Well I know you had a good experience with her I didn't actually and um, not not, not anything. (laughs) I'm not calling you a fool (laughs) It was just more the fact that we did a red carpet for her and uh, she walked right by us. She walked by a lot of the news outlets and decided no I'm not going to speak to anyone I'm just going to do two and that's difficult when you've flown all the way over to do a red carpet for, to promote her movie so she is known mm. for being difficult I've never seen her being difficult but she never talked to us so what can I say that's a diva moment in itself a diva moment in itself Lisa thank you very much for joining us and that's Lisa Cannon TV host and executive producer of Spotlight The Pat Kenny Show with Aviva Insurance weekdays at 9am on News Talk.